morning. Hello, everyone. I am back. And I wanted to share something that I find to be... I won't say that it's not talked about enough, but something that really struck a chord with me that I feel like might not always be the most comfortable thing to talk about, but definitely is something that we should take note of when it is spoken about. And that is the idea of not knowing everything and being misunderstood. When we're going through our lives, and especially when we are going through a healing journey and a manifesting journey, or any kind of new process in our lives. We wind up going through periods where people misunderstand us. And we have this compulsion and this need, I should say. And I say the word need loosely. But there comes a point where we almost have this need to be understood. We always want to be understood. We always want to be heard, supported, valued, validated. And we want people to understand what it is that we are feeling, that we are experiencing, that we are going through, and that we have come to recognize and that we have come to realize about ourselves and about life. And we want people to feel a certain way about us and about what we have noticed. And sometimes we even want people to feel the same way about things that we do, especially when they're our friends and they're our allies and they are our supporters. We want people to be on our level and to feel the things that we feel. And I'm going to be honest with you, nine times out of ten, even when you say, even when you share a common interest with someone, you may feel like you share that common interest and you may have similar ideas on that common interest, but there are still going to be ways in which you may have an understanding of that common interest that is different from the way your friend might understand it, or the way your partner might understand it, or the way your family member might understand it. I, um, I was speaking with my grandma one time, and my grandma and I have very different religious beliefs. Um, I'm very secular, <laughs> I, I would say. Um, I identify in a way with being um, pagan, and with um, pagan practices, um, Celtic pagan, Norse pagan, um, mostly. Uh, but I identify with a different way of viewing religion and with viewing um, spirituality than she does. And she identifies with a particular religion and um, 
a particular way of going about religion. And I will say this, it, it's pretty much Christianity that she identifies with, but it's a different section of Christianity. And she was raised Catholic and now kind of follows a different, a different principle system. But she was telling me that it really opened her eyes when she went to Mass one day and recognized that even within her friendship circle at her church, that there are people within that circle that will see and read and listen to the same, they'll they'll listen to the same sermons, they'll listen to the same preachings, they'll listen to the same gospels, they'll listen to the same things, they'll read the the same hymnals, they'll they'll read the same psalms, they'll read from the same Bible, they'll read from the same passage, and they will interpret it a different way. Even though they understand that they are in a collective group, they're still going to interpret it a different way. And she found it very fascinating. And she she recognizes that, you know, even within, um, you know, different even within the same religion, you're still going to have like different viewpoints. But it was kind of a profound experience for her because she, she kind of for a while did think that all people were going to see things the same way, especially if they're in a collective group. But she noticed that there is a way in which she interpreted a Bible passage that her friend interpreted it completely differently and they had a beautiful conversation on it and she was just like oh my god I've I've never really I I guess it's because I didn't really allow myself to experience this but I never really experienced this in in this way before and and she's she's 70 she's uh ooh, she's 70 why do I not know how old my grandma is she's 73 (laughs) She just had a birthday. Oh my goodness. Um, but she's 73 and she, and she told me, um, that she had never really experienced that in such a profound way before. And I said, yep, yep. It's totally possible. It's totally possible that you will go to the same church as someone and you will, um, listen to the same sermons. You will read from the same passages in the same Bible and interpret it completely differently. And she was like, this is so, this is so cool. And, and to see my grandma, 73 years old, kind of light up like, like a teenager uh, about that kind of an experience was, was just so cute because (laughs) she, she was just like, oh my God, I learned something new. (laughs) But my point that I'm making is, is that when it comes to understanding and when it comes to being understood and when it comes to knowledge, you may be in a collective group that shares a collective thing, but you're going to interpret things completely differently. To bring it, to bring it into a different perspective, say um, one, of the, one of the popular shows on Netflix right now is Stranger Things, okay? Because they just came out with season four and they just um, recently came out with the last two episodes of season four. So uh, Stranger Things is really popular right now. And 
I, I love Stranger Things. I have yet to actually watch the fourth season, um, but I love Stranger Things. And um, so do many of my friends. And I know that I will watch Stranger Things and maybe feel a different kind of connection with it than my friends will. And I might be watching it with a, with a friend that also likes it. And I might pick up something that they might not have picked up. And then we can have a discussion on it and they'll be like, oh, let's watch that part again to see if I can see what you picked up. Or, oh, let's watch that part again to see if um, I saw what you saw. And, and then even if I saw what you saw, how did I see it differently from you? And, and let's have a discussion about that because that's pretty cool. You know, and, and even when it comes to common interests, we're still going to see things in a different perspective. And you can share commonalities with someone on a level of religion, on a level of interests, and still not always understand how they feel about something from their perspective and their point of view. And that is totally okay. Because what, what happens when we want to be understood and when we want to understand it's okay to definitely say, I want to be understood and I want to understand. And to communicate with someone that said, and in a way that says, hey, this is what I feel and believe and this is what's going on with me. And here is, especially when it's something, you know, pertaining to, to healing or psychological issues or anything like that. And we may be experiencing some triggers or we might be experiencing some anxieties about something. And we have a friend who's wanting to show support, but they don't really understand how. Then we can communicate with them, hey, this is what's going on. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. And this is how to help. And we can communicate with them in a way to help them understand us a little bit better. But even with that communication, there are still going to be ways in which they don't fully understand because they are not experiencing what we are experiencing. And even when we have gone through similar experiences, there are still going to be ways in which we do not understand the way in which someone else is processing that similar experience. For example, if I have gone through a traumatic experience that was similar to what a friend has gone through and they are telling me about their experiences and I have told them about my experiences and we have seen similarities in our experiences, but we also see some differences in how we both dealt with those experiences and how we have progress through those experiences, how we may have coped with those experiences, how we may have treated our responses to those experiences, how we may have worked through those experiences. We're going to see those differences and we're not going to completely be able to offer advice or suggestion. And even if we do offer advice and suggestion, 
we cannot expect that person to take it because of the fact that maybe they are going through a different processing than we are. And, and, and the reason I say this is because they're still going to have their perspective on what they're dealing with and how they're dealing with their traumatic experiences versus you and what you dealt with. Even if it is a similar experience, you dealt with it in a different way. And you experienced that experience. And that was your experience. And you identify with that experience completely differently from the way that your best friend is going to identify with that experience. And even if you are venting to your friend about your experience or, or you are um, discussing things that have gone on in your life with, with your friend, they're still going to have their own perspective on your experience. And their perspective is going to come from, one, their own experiences, two, their knowledge, and three, the fact that they are also an outside perspective to your experience. And that happens. And it is okay to hold a space for understanding, but to also in and of itself understand that there are going to be ways in which you are going to be misunderstood and you are not going to be able to understand fully at the same capacity as someone else. Now, how can we apply the same logic to knowledge? Right now, I am currently re-listening to one of my favorite books in audio format on Audible. And that book is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And simultaneously, albeit, albeit not at the same time, um, because I, I feel sometimes a little overwhelmed if I am listening to one book and then trying to read another because I'm trying to double focus. And it's like, what? <laughs> but um, I am revisiting listening to The Power of Now. And I am also reading the second book that he released, which is um, A New Earth. And I still have yet to, um, to get a copy of Stillness Speaks, but that is definitely on uh, my, my TBR or my To Be Read <laughs> and uh, to be, my TBB, To Be Bought. <laughs> um, so, um, but... The knowledge contained within that book is, the knowledge contained within these books is universal. No matter, no matter what you, what you do, um, what copy you pick up, no matter what print copy you pick up, no matter what audible copy you buy, no matter what um, Kindle copy you buy, it's all the same text, it's all the same reading. But the way in which I interpret it and the knowledge that I gain from it 
even though it's the same knowledge, the same book, is going to be different from what my best friend reading it or listening to it might pick up or what a client of mine might pick up from it. Because I've, I've recommended these books to my clients too. And they were just like, oh my God, I love this book so much. <laughs> and, um, and I've had clients uh, come to me after reading these books and they were like, oh my God, thank you for recommending this book. I love it. I keep reading it. Every time I feel a certain way and I feel like I'm out of alignment, I'll go back and read it. And it's just like, that's amazing. <laughs> um, and I've even had friends be like, oh my God, you read that book too? I love that book. <laughs> you know? And, and funny enough, um, the, the way in which I even knew about the power of now, because the power of now has been out for years. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's so funny. It's so funny. The first time I ever heard about the book, The Power of Now, was in February of 2017. V- very, 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 like, pinpoint, all right? I can pinpoint the exact, not the exact day in February, but I can pinpoint the exact month and the exact year. I was feeling depressed. I was in high school. Um, Wait a minute. It wasn't 2017. I was 17 years old. My bad. It was February of 2011. Dang. It was February of 2011. And I was in high school. I was... I wasn't even 17 yet. I was, I was still 16. And I was on Facebook. And one of my favorite artists had uh, posted on their Facebook profile that they were taking private messages and questions from fans and answering them and doing a little Q&A and giving advice. And they opened themselves up to to that. And I I sent them a message. And I said, I don't know if you will read this, but I saw that you had opened up your um, private messages to be able to take message requests from fans to do a little Q&A. And this this is what I have. So at the moment, I'm feeling some kind of depression and I notice that I feel this almost every new year where I get into instead of a state of hopefulness I get into a state of hopelessness and I will start to project already that it's going to be a bad year or I will have an experience that may have felt uh, tumultuous or bad or whatever and I may have even over exaggerated the experience And then I will project that this month or this year is just going to be totally terrible. And they responded with, I think you're overshooting a bit because what exactly in this moment is causing you to feel this pain? Nothing. What is causing you to feel the pain is one, the projection that you already ascertained, the, the projection that you already, you know, 
with with as much self-awareness as a as a 16 year old could have had at that time um (laughs) the projection onto the future and the focus on the past even if it's a recent past experience it's still a past experience even if it just happened yesterday it's still a past experience you're focused too much on that past experience and then therefore you are projecting into the future that the future is going to be the same when you don't really know what the future is going to be like or what you're doing is you're over exaggerating the hopefulness of the future while not recognizing that the hope is actually found in the now and from the now only then can you actually create that hopeful future that you want to see and it hit me it really did it it really impacted me and unfortunately at that point in time i couldn't actually find a way to pick up the power of now and i couldn't find it in a library but i did tuck it away because they had recommended me reading that book because exactly the advice that they gave me came from that book and it's so funny because seven years later i wound up in a position where I was going to therapy and I was um, recommended the book by my therapist. I was recommended two books by my therapist at the time. And it was Brita by Paulo Coelho, which I read and And I love that book. Oh my goodness, it's such a beautiful book. Um, But he recommended that book because it was a book on esotericism and witchcraft especially. And and it had so many different things within it because it wasn't just about... um, the the titular character Brita and her journey through witchcraft and finding the practice of witchcraft and the actual physical journey that she went on to be able to um, initiate as a witch Um, but it also had a lot of ties to um, manifestation and even um, soulmate connections and twin flame connections And it was just like, oh my goodness, like this book was so powerful. And looking back with the knowledge that I have now and the things that I have done as a tarot reader and things that I have learned in my own spiritual experiences and through my spiritual awakenings that I've gone through, I can see the different layers of the knowledge contained in that book. But then I also read The Power of Now as well and started reading that book and got that book and it's so funny because the first time I had ever even heard about the power of now I was 16 years old and then seven years later I have a copy of the book (laughs) I had it first in kindle format and then I bought it again in audible format and um, I also did at one point have a physical copy that I wound up giving to a friend but um the first format that I bought was the Kindle format so that I could start reading it immediately. And I read that and Brita within a week. <laughs> and, and then I reread it in the fall um, of that same year. 
and then I wound up putting it down because of um, you know just different things going on in my life at the time and and different priorities I couldn't really like prioritize reading as much uh, uh, as much as I wanted to when it came to uh, reading for spiritual spiritual purposes or even entertainment value because I was reading so much in in school because I was I was a college student at the time I was reading so much in school for analysis purposes so I was like I gotta put this first <laughs> but um and because uh I was I was an English literature major and part of that um part of that actually meant reading for analysis and it, and and it was always fun you know I mean I I loved I loved uh what I was doing in college and I loved the things that I was doing and I loved them um, you know, the, the writing aspects and the reading aspects, even though there were times where I absolutely hated writing essays <laughs> because I wanted to do more creative stuff. But, um, you know, I, I, um, yeah, at that time I was, I was, I was reading a lot. Um, and I am back to reading a lot. <laughs> um, but the knowledge that I picked up, why I'm, why I'm sharing this is that the knowledge that I picked up from reading these books is so vastly different from the knowledge that someone else picked up. I might have read the same text, I might have listened to the same text, I might have experienced some similar feelings, but the way in which I interpreted it was going to be different than the way in which someone else interpreted it. And I even shared, after reading the books, I even shared with my therapist a week later um, in our session that I had read the books and the kind of experience that I found. And, and we shared the different experiences that we had with those texts. And then um, in our last session, which was the, the following week after, um, because he was uh, moving on to his own private practice, um, after, after uh, being an intern at uh, the, the school that I was going to, he was moving on to his own private practice, so my last session with him was um, about a week later, and uh, we, I, I told him my experience with with the two books, and he told me his experience with the two books, in tandem with the with the session that we were having about my issues at the time, and um, then that last session he told me. After listening to my experience with the books, he read, he went and reread the books and he was like, I can see why you had those experiences and what you picked up. Even though I still have my own perspective, I'm also seeing and I ha- and have ad- adopted some of your perspective when it comes to reading these books. And yeah, you're pretty spot on. And I was like, wow, thank you. But he still had his own perspective and I still had mine and the reason I share that is because even if you adapt and adopt um, a part of someone else's perspective even when you listen to someone else and you take into consideration their thoughts about something and their experiences on something and how they do something and the advice that they give you and whatever it is and you listen to that even when you listen to that you still wind up having your own knowledge and you can use it to your own advantage 
And that's what makes it so special to sometimes be misunderstood and to not understand as fully as, as you might wish to. And to not always be understood as fully as you might wish to be. And to not always have a knowledge of things that you might wish to have. Because it's okay to have knowledge, but it's okay to not know. It's okay to understand, but it's okay to not understand. It's okay to be understood, but it's also okay to be misunderstood. And sometimes the best way to actually have the knowledge that you seek and the understanding that you wish to have and the understanding in in both aspects, the understanding that you wish to have about other people and the world around you and therefore vice versa, is to let go of the need to be understood and the need to have knowledge and the hunger and the thirst and to just be, to just allow, to just let it happen naturally, to let it flow, to be one with natural flow. Because I guarantee you, the more you are one with natural flow, the more that the things that you want are just going to happen. They're going to happen magically. I hope that this episode was enjoyable, and I hope that you did um, gather some knowledge and maybe even some understanding from it, even though this was an episode about being comfortable with misunderstanding and, and having different knowledge and not knowing. If you would like to discuss this episode a little bit further, we can discuss this by you sending me an email to cardamancybyalice at gmail.com or sending me a direct message through Spotify or Anchor. I would love to hear your thoughts. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Bye.